Welcome to the ANSSMC Power Hour. It's uh, Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2022. Welcome all. Happy Valentine's Day, buddy. Hope everybody had somebody out there to come home to. Uh, you know there's a mate for every white man out there. I see uh, watching a little bit of news today, of course. I watch news every day. I see there's all kinds of shit going on party and the Russians about to invade Ukraine. I just think it's funny how just when Trump was in office a few short years ago, uh, Biden's son was Hunter was over there in Ukraine making deals with Ukraine. And uh, what's the chances he might have been selling them out? Because after he left there, he went to China next stop. I mean, then China started buying all these stupid paintings, I guess, and uh, all them art, tons of money, millions of dollars for them. Uh, make sure your dad's involved. And uh, next thing you know, he's making deals with China. Meantime, China and Russia talking. I mean, who's to say what over there in Ukraine talking to some Russian operative and then over in China making deals about, hey, we can set something up. And then you got my in the oceans saying, oh, we do anything against China, I'm going to let them know. I mean, uh, boy, that's a hell of a party there. And, and the whole defund the police and everything, all that crazy shit. And now you got just truckers up there having a peaceful party on the border of America and Canada. Oh, boy, but they're serious terrorists. Well, they ain't looting. They ain't burning. Wait a minute. They're just running their trucks and it seems like the townspeople are having a party with them uh they, they sent the police in to say no more fuel and the, and the citizens of town carried tons of fuel down there we'll make sure these truckers stay warm and they enjoyed the party i hear out in front of was it trudeau uh minister there right out in front of his building underneath the windows of his office they lined up about 45 50 porta potties for everybody to piss in. <laughs> well, it's got to smell nice out in front of this building. I mean, these guys have gotten in office, and, and we, we've all known it. They've been getting carried away. They're making rules and holding us to them and forcing them on us. It's not right, and everybody knows it. And here they are. I wanted to know. All right. Uh, and so it's just gotten crazy. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a party up there on the Canada border. Um, they're, they're having fun, though. And I say they're coming to America. I thought they was going to be here today after the Super Bowl party. And I was talking to my brother RJ today. He was talk, telling me how... Uh, that Super Bowl was held right there in L. L. Rams' home field is. They always say they ain't going to have that game on anybody's home field because after the game, if the opposing team wins, well, of course, they're going to burn and loot. Well, we know them colored folks. They burn and loot over anything. Oh, 
and some of the Antifa members, just, just anything to send them off. Now something as petty as a Super Bowl game. Okay, let's go down. My team didn't win. I mean, is that what's going to come to? Every time they hear something, a sports event or something they don't like, they're going to go downtown and burn and loot all the stores and buildings. There goes your fucking diamond stores. They ain't going to be nowhere near a football field. I mean, which diamond store made the Super Bowl rings? Ha, ha, ha. It'd be funny if that place was the one of the places that got looted. And they took all the Super Bowl rings. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fucked up? It kind of serve them right, though. They pretty much got that much coming the way they've acted. Especially these sports athletes by pushing the shit. I think it'd be funny if the, all their rings got stolen the night before. Just because they are pushing that woke shit. I was looking up today. And I see affirmative action got started in 1964. Damn. That's 56 years. Yeah. They had time to get these everything straight and get companies just big deal was Lyndon B. Johnson signed the bill. And it was so that these colored folks could get jobs because nobody was hiring them. I'd say they've been well seated in to wherever they're at. If they ain't going to work and live off welfare, then that's just what they're going to do. I mean, we got white people doing the same thing. So, um, uh, but I guess if they want to act like niggers, let them be niggers. Uh, every race has their niggers. But niggers, niggers are the worst niggers. <laughs> I mean, look what they did down in South Africa. They want America to look like that? Are you crazy? That's not what our forefathers wanted. George Washington boys would have said, hell no. And and so would the colored folks back in the day. I mean, they was good, happy colored folks. Once they learned our language, learned how to get around, most of them didn't want to leave the farm. Oh, there's quite a few of them that want to get out there and explore. Young guys, I bet. 20s, they've heard of this better life out there. But when you leave the farm, you got no place to live. You got no food on the table. And nobody there waiting for you to help feed you. I mean, that slave owner did an awful lot for them. And uh, he gets absolutely no credit. I mean, beating that colored boy would be like beating your tractor. What the hell would that do? He'd be broke down and not able to work. Now, they didn't beat them. They fed them and they took good care of them. Just like they do their tractor. Yeah. Just like we're still doing today. Except now they don't got to work. And our government's franchising off of this. I mean, it's become come up with Right along with this whole affirmative action thing. I mean, I was a little kid. And uh, affirmative action kicked in two years before I was born. But, uh, you know, you had the Beach Boys and bands like that. And 
the Osmond brothers been around since 1955. But after 64, when affirmative action kicked in, these radio stations were in the stock playing these colored boys. They had them colored boys in there playing music. Or it just wasn't right. You know, the radio station was going to get loose funding and probably pull their FCC license. You got to start playing more of that shit because of affirmative action. So then you got good, wholesome people like the Beach Boys and the fucking the Osmonds, families like that getting beat out for white power, black power now. Claiming them off to be supremacists and everything else. Can't play. Sorry, can't play your music on on the radio right now. We gotta let these niggers get richer than you. Um. So by the time old Donny Osmond was in there, their family was getting rooted out in in '65 when they came alive. You know, they was doing real good. Then all of a sudden, this affirmative action kicks in. They've been around since 1955. And so you go back and you listen to these Osmond boys. They sound exactly like fucking Jackson 5, except they was here first. How come these guys are able to franchise off the same style of music, but yet uh, these guys got, the other team got pushed out because they were white. That don't seem very fair. I got out of prison in 2000, well, summer 99. Wasn't long after I was out, I was hearing on the news how the, um, when affirmative action kicked in, a bunch of these guys that were testing to be state police clear back in 1964. Uh, but when I got pushed out for the colored folks, and uh, they didn't get no, they didn't get the job, they didn't get the promotions, they didn't even get to be police officers because there was too many colored folks in there, and they had to hire the black guys over the white guys. All of a sudden, uh, when 2000 comes around, what 30 years later. Well, these guys started a lawsuit way back then, suing them for this, that that's not right. 30 years later, they won their lawsuit. Right around 2000. And uh, a lot of these guys that got turned down, that can prove they got turned down, they've been fighting this in a court of law, all got paid. They got, they didn't even have to stop or dodge the bullets. They won the lawsuit, and each one of them got paid and got a pension as if he worked that full time. He would have gotten different, promoted them right up the line like they 30 years worth of promotions. And that's just a lot of money taxpayers have to hand out so we can give these guys a chance. And, and while we're steady giving them a chance, they're breeding like rabbits and letting the mothers uh, – <laughs> like big dicks, letting their mothers raise the children and ain't raising their own kids, half of them. But they raise them. That's just not right. And then have a reaction in your corner. Of it. I didn't get a look up when women's lib actually kicked in. But I'll have that ready for next show. And that's just part of how the white man got pushed out. I mean, everybody's fought for their rights. Our folks, they marched. They got the their way for every little thing because they would be 
People were scared to be called racist back then. You're a member of the Ku Klux Klan. And everybody was scared of that. Well, they weren't scared of that fact. They didn't want to go to jail for that fact. And, uh, you know, and they just started stifling the white man from there on out. Shut up, get in your corner. Don't fight, we're going to tie your hands behind your back. And then that goes on. You even say anything about it, it's a hate crime. Oh, now they've used the word racist so much, they start using it on each other. And I believe the public's heard enough of it. They're so sick of it. Racist, a made-up word. Who the fuck made that word? When did it come into play? Government made that word up. Turn us against each other. They can keep it going. Uh, That's just what they're doing. Now they've pitted them against the white man. They're using them to pit them against the Chinese and everybody else. I think these niggers can get away with everything just because they're dark-skinned. That ain't the way it works. Well, now that these truckers have come in to prove what a peaceful demonstration is, really makes them niggers look bad. Because all through time, clear back to Martin Luther's King's Day when they had the rabble-rousers coming in. And raising hell in front of the politicians. And before Martin Luther King get to have his speech, they go down to these white bars and raise the white boys and act like, see, we can't even drink in the same bars. Then, but, you know, maybe if you come in a little respectful, you could. Don't come in and run your mouth like white boys are a bunch of pussies. I will get the shit kicked out of you by them white boys. I mean... Back then, we all taught our children how to fight and not to take no shit. Nowadays, take all the shit you can get and don't fight. Whatever you do, don't fight. No, no, no. Let that bully push you around. Give him your lunch money. Just hope he don't beat you up. That ain't the way Americans are. We were taught to fight. Stand up for what's yours. Stand up for what's right. Stand up for what you believe in. But these days you can't. Don't work like that, man. You go to jail. For hate crime. I heard it today. Right back on them truckers. This nagger lady got up there and started barking off all this shit. Peaceful protesting. How you're violating American constitutional rights. Amendment number 10, amendment number 9. Peaceful rally to assemble. You know, they don't want to hear that shit from a white man. That's all supremacist rhetoric and uh, hate speech. But boy, you let a nigger get up there and say it. It ain't helping the Constitution. That's no different than talking about the U.S. Census. How many niggers are here? How many Mexicans are here? How many Chinese are here? I mean, that's just all it is. It ain't racist. It's just what's going on. It's the truth. When you look up the numbers and you come back and report them, you can't be racist for telling the truth. That's what that's what we live by at the sadistic souls. I mean, we're the black and silver. We live by the standard of truth. Now, you're not always going to like it. Sometimes it ain't pretty. Sometimes it affects you and you don't like it either. Well, what can you do? At least it's the fucking truth. Uh, that's all you got. Um, so 
I mean, that's what we do. I mean, well, sure, we're all got our own personal sins. We all have done shit wrong. Everybody has in this world. Well, it's nobody's business. Unless you go bragging about it, then it's everybody's business. You can't be mad about people talking about you and your shit if you're putting it out there. It's like I can't be mad about people bashing my show and writing bad stuff about it. I mean, it's out there. You got to take the good with the bad. I may not like it, but it's their truthful opinion. Some people don't like the show. Some people like the show. Um, I pretty much run off all the callers because they, they were idea. If I could get some callers in here that would talk straight and comment and not be acting like a bunch of fucking farm animals, yeah, I'd leave the show open for everybody. But uh, it's it's gotten to the it's come to this. Um, I'm gonna, like I said, in the next few weeks, I talked to National Ambassador RJ today, see if I can get an interview. He thought he might be here tonight, but he's not been feeling so well lately. I was teasing. We got the COVID. <laughs> Nobody knows that they got it. Everybody's got the flu. Could the flu? It could be the fucking COVID. I don't know. I just feel like I'm dying. You've heard that every year in the winter, fucking since I was a kid. Uh, everybody feels like they're dying when they're sick. Oh, I feel like I'm dying when I got the flu too. Uh, but it's not the COVID. Uh, RJ probably not the COVID. He just had some medical work done on him so he's it's, it's conflicting he's uh he's doing not rj he might be on the show yet later tonight i'm gonna be going i told him probably a good strong half hour i might push a little longer than that just to see if he shows up but not much maybe to give him 10 uh as i i know i talked to him today and he's really wore out by the end of the day and he said he was going to try to remember to be on here tonight but uh i talked to him in the afternoon while he was laying in bed still he said he got some energy in the morning and none in the afternoon it just drains just like that oh you might have the COVID. that told him <laughs> he says he's breathing just fine though and uh <laughs> but it seems to be the common thing i mean the common code has a new name COVID 19. the flu you can throw it right in there. That's COVID. That covers everything. Kind of like COPD. The way people talk about it. I mean, suddenly you just got a little cough and you got some mallards. Motherfuckers want to accuse you of having COPD. Ain't no doctor ever told you that. Then you probably ain't got it. Uh, oh, wait a minute. I got one in the comment section. Let me see what's going on here. Chat room. Oh, no, it ain't the chat room. It's one player, just me. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm the only one here. Uh, don't matter to me, though. I'm for the Sistic Souls Power Hour. Uh, working on getting me another full-time host. SS um, John had to take a little personal time off to handle some business around his house. Um, so it might be a little minute before he gets back. <laughs> It's hard to make that obligation for every Monday night at seven. You know, it, it, myself have forgotten about it. I've forgotten about day nights. And it's been Thursday night for over 10 years. And then I, oh, let's call Monday night. I was getting tired of Thursday nights. Um, so, I mean, we're a bike club. All the bike nights is on Thursday. The night before Friday, the bikers meet up everywhere. 
there, I got local bikers telling me to meet us here, meet us there. It's Thursday night, and I got to tell them, oh, no, I'm the host on a radio show. I can't get out there amongst them bikers and talk to each stuff. I can't be out there showing that we're here, too. And, uh, I mean, we're accepted 100%. I go to the bike rallies and stuff. I've, you've even heard me do bike rallies on a Thursday night uh, for the Buckhorn Bike Rally here in Missouri. Uh, I usually do the show right from the rally. So, I mean, it ain't like I'm hiding, but, boy, that Thursday night was yeah. putting the screw on me. I, uh, I had to change it up to Monday night. So I might get out there a little better. Uh, it's 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 a little different down here in Missouri. I mean, it's you got to drive. All the towns are a little far apart, and they're just little towns in between big towns. Even the little towns are spread out far. It ain't like um, Chicago area where you know you can drive a hundred miles and you don't know that you've went from one other and you've seen a couple cornfields here and there. You're still on the interstate. You see 10 cornfields, and then you got another town. Uh, that's counting them on both sides of the road. Uh, you got housing in between. You got houses in the cornfield. It don't even look like it's uh, changed from city or nothing. Just, says, you know, guy didn't sell out. One town connects the other. Kind of nice when you're hopping around on your bike, bar hopping, showing your, your patch off. But boy, when you're, when you're, when you're like me down here in Missouri, it's nice. I like the rides between the towns. It's long ride, curvy, hilly roads. And, uh, you just can't beat it. It's the shit. I mean, I like the hills and the curves and most of the guys that ride do too. There's a few that don't think they like straight statues, state to state, city to city shit, but you know, I, it don't bother me. I, I like it either way. I, I like to get out there on the interstate and roll. But I really enjoy going through the trees and the woods like you're on. It's damn near like you're out in the woods again as a kid on a bike trail. Uh, through a park on a, a bike trail, you know, dirt bike trail or something. Where you can get out and get it going and get up some speed. Except you're on a blacktop road on a street bike. You all the mud and dirt flying in your face. Actually, you got to do the speed limit, though, but that ain't so bad. I enjoy looking around and seeing all the trees and sights of Missouri. It's really a beautiful state, especially, like I said, in the summertime, you're, you're basically driving in tunnels unless you're on the interstate or something. But these back roads, the trees all connect over top of your head. It's like driving down a cave of trees. Man, it's hardly not that many cars on the back you don't even want to go that fast. I mean, you sit back and enjoy the ride. There's fucking, you don't want to hit a tractor or something coming over a hill. So you got to kind of take it easy. I know I've gotten out there and I've hammered it through the corners. I can do it. I know how to ride pretty good. But uh, the old lady sure don't like going fast on through them corners. Uh, banging that thing up and down through the gears. It ain't so bad. I like to make that fun but uh you know I, i've really gotten laid back down here in the state of missouri i mean you, you just it, it's a it's a laid back lazy state you get up early in the morning you get you some work done you come in before nine or so because it's going to get hot and sticky 
come in and you hang around till late afternoon, around three, four o'clock, sun starts to set. You get out and you get you some more work done until uh, dark. Then, then your day's pretty much over and you start it over again early. So if, you, if you're out during them afternoon hours when the heat of the day, you ain't going to see nobody. I mean, you might catch a couple bikers if you stop in at the local bar and grill. And then they're glad to see you every time they walk right over to me, shake my hand, introduce themselves. I enter, tell them I'm the sadistic souls. Of course, they're always looking for that support patch. Man, you don't got a support patch. Man, we don't support nobody but the Aryan Nation. Oh, that's cool. And, and they've come oh, after 10, 12 years, 15 years. Shit. It's been so long, I can't even remember. Uh, but after this much time, man, it's like they, they've come to see that we're our own entity. We're pretty much accepted by all, and we don't have no problems. We've had our problems with a few of them. And they saw some of them try to, to browbeat our guys and scare them off. They can see who the new guys are. They do it to each other, too. And, and, I, and we try to tell the guys, you know, stay out of those situations until you've been around for a little while. Just hang out with the boys so you can see what's going on. Otherwise, you might say something to get yourself in a bind that we can't even get you out of. I mean, once they got you tied up in their clubhouse, what am I to do? I mean, I can go over there and do some battle, but hell, they probably like a punching bag before we got to you <laughs> if they even had you at that clubhouse we just have to find out what club you was last hanging with and hoping it wasn't a bunch of support uh one percenters that don't really like you at all if you ran your mouth and got oh shit get hit boy that's common language with bikers so i mean that's all we got man uh it's getting to be summertime. We're going to start to gather more. Uh, notice we all been talking a little more to each other, trying to figure out what we're going to do, where we're going to be meeting up at. I'm, I mean, we're spread out. We're down to one mandatory meeting a year. But yeah, I talk to brothers just across the state line and other states and stuff like that. We're all willing to come to each other's houses and visit each other. I mean, you want to come stay a couple of days. You're my brother. You stay here in my house. We, we've done background checks on each other. And then as you come in, you get to see guys get background checked just like yourself. And then ain't wrong, you're helping doing the background check. We all work on this together. And we all get to say if the guy comes in or the guy don't. I mean, and one guy is all it takes to say no. And it's no. But, I mean, good Aryan brother's a good Aryan brother. If you got your honor, respect, and your pride, you might do pretty good. If you're weak and you're looking for something to hide behind or uh, you got alternative issues or uh, motives to be in the Aryan nation, to use it to like a, a battle axe or something, I'm really sorry about your luck. I mean, we we don't do that. We don't sign on to, to be the superhero. This is uh, the Aryan nation, the uh, Jesus Christ Church of Christian Identity is the Aryan nation. And the Aryan nation is the political arm to the church. And the SSMC is to be the militant arm to the political arm. Uh, those guys are good Christians and they need some rowdy ass bikers to look out for them a little bit. 
Uh, they are the Aryan Nation members, and they help us just the same. We work together as one, and then we start the hub. The uh, Black and Silver Solution brought the hub in, and then we brought the other groups as uh, as one. I mean, they're their own entity, and so are we, but we're all under the same banner. We're all looking for the same ending. We're all looking for total Aryan victory. I'll tell you, that's that's the, the final step in the in the 10 step program the very first one is reconstruction and when things don't work out you got too many brothers and they try a mutiny just let them go and reconstruct um we had to do a little bit of learning about background checks yeah we were froze up for a couple years and we're still moving a little slow but i'll tell you what we're moving and we're we got guys coming in we've been checking guys out we've been calling fellas we we've setting up meetings for the spring to meet these fellas and when our conference comes around they're going to come around they're going to prospect and if they come around more they get in a little faster they come around less and i might wait a year or two uh that's a long prospect period but i mean for a group that only has one mandatory a year that's i mean we get together and we have fun it's a float trip we have camp outs we're not your average bikers. I mean, we don't hang out in the bar and grill. We pass through them when we're riding. We deal with the other. Uh, we got to make ourselves known. But yes, in the spare time, we're not out there every full time riding on that road. We do camping trips. We do bug outs. We do variation type stuff, stuff our people should be learning. We we go out and act like our white culture. We, we practice living in the wilderness. I mean, settlers came to this America, white settlers. They had nothing. They didn't come here and move into houses. They came here and made houses, cabins, made laws, they made the Constitution. But before that, it was all Christian law. Oh, you didn't want to screw up them. They were hard on you because they didn't want you to go to hell looking out for the fellow white man. They had to give you a little severe punishment for it. Well, and that's what you got. You learned your damn lesson. You kept your mouth shut. You didn't do it again. If you did, you know what you got. To look forward to boy they weren't nice to those guys now here we are boy has america gone to hell since that time and day um i'd like for our forefathers to be looking down on us and say man they've done so great with america but, but i'm thinking man they're really getting screwed out of america <laughs> they're getting screwed out of their freedom they're getting screwed out of their constitution they ain't got no rights the white man's hands are tied. Oh my God! It was racial uprising. I swear. Set that whole Congress loose in this day and age. All fifteen, twenty of them, right down to John Hancock. Oh boy, would they be a racist crew? You'd be calling racist, pointing your finger, calling suppressors. It'd be a fucking world way them boys talking. And ah, uh, hey, that's what freedom's all about. That's what we go to war for. That's what our soldiers fight for, for our freedom of speech. So guys like me can get on here and, and talk freely and be proud of our race and try to tell people to be proud of themselves and who they are and where they come from. You know, they got white guilt pushing that so hard. That should be damned illegal. I mean, they're pushing the schools on our children, white guilt, raising them up, feeling guilty. Now they want them woke or, oh, you just give everything to me. I uh and i'll pass it out to the broke people that ain't going on either we know better than that 
you anything you want for America, you got to work hard for. That's the way America was made. These men got out. Look at the Dust Bowl. They had been working for pennies. They, the government put them up in tents. Come on out here and help build Hoover Dam. Give them. No, I didn't pay the greatest. But what'd they do? They fucking rolled up their sleeves and fucking got out there and got muddy and dirty and built that motherfucker. Nobody complained a bit. Boy, you look at America now. We got batteries screaming for mothers to come to work. And you got niggers lined up at the goddamn welfare office. What the hell is going on? And, and the government just passing out money to these guys. And people screaming about, I need, need unemployment. There's thousands of factories out there crying about, we need workers, we need workers. What the fuck is going on? Uh, I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm mighty sick of it. I mean, what can you do? Your hands are tied. Uh, I got, I'm doing what I can do. I get guys saying, why haven't the United Nations done nothing about anything? Motherfuckers trying to get me tied up in federal prison up there raising hell. You've seen what happened. The Proud Boys, they're just Proud Boys. They're proud of everybody that's in there, proud of their race. I mean, there's Mexicans and everything. I, I'm not knocking them. They're doing good for what they're doing out there. They're flying patriotic flags and getting the fucking people to point their fingers at them and call them bad. They're saying, follow the laws and follow the rules. Just be proud of who you are. And the government's pointing their finger at them still. Oh, they went down to challenge those motherfucker in that Chaz area. And they, and they got thrown in jail. Nobody else was stepping up to the plate. Then a biker started coming around, but they backed out right away. Why? Because they had government backing and nobody wanted to fuck with that. They found out anybody with the niggers that are raising hell and looting and burning, you're going to federal prison and they're still going to be out there burning and looting. That's a damn sure thing. And they, these truck drivers just proved it with this peaceful rally they're having up there. And they're fucking just as peaceful as can be. One building been broken into, not one window's been smashed, nothing. And yet they're, they're hauling these guys off to jail. While these other people in Seattle are burning and looting and stealing and, and burning down our federal buildings and our court buildings and our police stations. What's going on? I don't know. I'll tell you what, though. That's been my half a rant. And I'll call it a week. I don't got no brother showing up here. So I run a 30-minute show. Uh, uh, next week, I'll just carry on from here. I may have a little more to rant about or a little bit better. Stuff. Who knows? The way things are going, it ought to be juicy. Okay, boys, it's been the Black and Silver Power Hour. We'll see everybody next week, and I'll say hell victory. <laughs>